Right. Yeah, good evening. Years ago, when the um, computers became uh, widespread, so I, I decided I'm gonna do, I want to do research on a, an important subject. And I, um, and, and I looked up to see Yer Hashem. I wanted to see what, what, what the computer world, you know, the web was in its infancy at that time, but there's still, you know, oceans of information. I wanted to see, I wanted to do a comparison study. So I took two subjects. One of them was Yer Hashem, and the other one was tattoos. I just figured, let me, you know, random, something that, you know, is popular in the, in, in, the, in, in the general world. And they would tell you how many results you get from, you press that button and, and, and there's a search, and how many come flooding to the, to, to, as, a, as a response to that, to that word. And by tattoos, it was something in the millions. Mil, millions of possibilities of, you know, different things you can go and research and find out about. Yiras Hashem, this is about maybe 13 years old. Yiras Hashem, one. One. One article. And I looked it up, and the article was written by me. And I showed my wife, I said, look at this. She says, you spelled it wrong. Okay, okay. But the proportion is probably not that wrong. Yiras Hashem is a very rare thing. You know, I'm talking even, even you know, people, we're doing Torah, we're doing mitzvahs. But Yiras Hashem, and I'm not saying I, I, I'm even qualified to speak about it. There's moments, we have moments where, where, where there's a flash of lightning, where, where, where something strikes us. Maybe it's an eel on Yom Kippur or, or, or something like that, where, 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 where suddenly we, we affirm that, you know, that's who we want to be, that's who we are. But it's something to strive for. It's, at least it's, it's, it's on the radar screen, Yiras Hashem. When Avram Avinu arrived in a place and, and, and he, had to, he had to lie, and Gerar he had to lie to, to, to Abimelech, Abimelech, he says, he says what, what, what do you want from me? He says, I understand you, you lie when you go down to, you have to lie about your wife when you go down to the, you have to be protective when you're going down to Mitzrayim because, you, you know, your car got stuck in the hood, you know? <laughs> and and, and, and it's, it's, it's a very, very, uh, you know, treacherous place. He says, but this is the Harvard Club. You know, I, you know, you came in, everybody has, you know, music, they're drinking with their, you know, cocktails with their pinkies pointed up in the sky. I mean, what, you know, what, 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 what caused you, what did you see over here? He asked him, he says, what did you see that made you feel that you had to lie about who your wife is, that you didn't feel safe to say it's, it's your wife, that we're going to kill you? And Avram Vino told me, he says, he says, I saw, there's no Yer Sashem in this place. He says, how did he see it? He says, because when an Aksanya comes to town, it has to do with the last conversation that we had, talking about givers and takers. And when a guest comes to, to town, so, so people should ask him, do you need water? Do you need something to eat? Do you need something to drink? You know, can, can we take care of you? Instead of saying, she's single? She's with you? Who's, who, who's the girl? So right away, they start asking about you know, her availability. He says, you know, they may have all the, the manners, but they haven't got the morals. They haven't got, the, they haven't got what is inside. Same thing. You can take a look at G- G- Germany. Was 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 the was the was the fount was the, was was the flower child of 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 Western civilization with it, with its artists and musicians and its scientists. It wasn't a backward place. It was the, it was the height of Western culture. They had it all. The trains were running on time. Alvida saying the donk saying you know they were they they, they they were polite. And rock and yiras If there's no yiras there's no kiyum. That's what the Gemara tells us. He says the six questions a person to ask after 120 years.
And amongst the six questions, oh, Masa Matan Bemuno, an honest businessman, Kvati uh, 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 Torah, did he fix times for Torah? Oh, all kinds of important questions. And a person could, could, could pass all those, all those tests, could pass this Mivchan and that, and that Mivchan, Tzipisili Yeshua, Hevanta Chokma, Pilpata Bachokma, Hevanta Dover, Betok Dover, did you involve yourself in Lumbus? Did you try to understand stuff? Gvaltic. And then in the end, this is the sixth one, this is Yeris Hashem. Each one needs a treatment by itself. She says, but, but, if, but the Gemara says that if, if, if there's no Yeris Hashem, then it's like, you know, I'm coming back from California and I ask my wife, anything I can bring you? She says, yeah, bring me back an ice cream cone. You know? Well, it's going to have somewhere between the, the airport and, and home. It's, it's, it's going to get melted. If you, if you don't have a freezer to put it into. If you haven't got a container, you haven't got a keli that, 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 that makes it real. If you're doing all this, but you weren't serving the Rabboni Shalom, then it, it, it was vacant. It was, it was empty. I'm not saying it to give Musa. I'm just saying that we, we, should, we have to be aware of the, of the value of Yisrael Lokim. And, and, and the Pasuk says in this week's Parsha, it's, it's, it's the big Pasuk. I mean, you know, every Parsha has every Pasuk, every word is Kodesh Kedoshim. But the Pasuk reads like this. It says, Va'ata. And now, Va'ata Yisrael. And now, Israel, Jewish people. What is Hashem asking? That seems to be the whole job. Because I'll say, He says, Everything is from heaven except from for the Yerushalayim. This Fasem has an interesting approach. He says, The Mida of a Kodesh Baruch is different than the Mida of a Kodesh Baruch of the Melech Basar Adam, the Hanhaga. He says, A Melech Basar Adam, he's busy, a Saddam Hussein, a, a dictator, a brute, he's busy trying to I- impress his fear. They find statues all over the place of Mao Zedong. They're trying to instill their fear into you, and then they're taxing you, and they're being befarnished themselves from your behavior. Kodesh Baruch Hu, Hazan is Sa'olam Kolo, Betoho, Bechein, Bechesed, Rachamim, who knows saying, Lechem, Bechol, Besar. Kodesh Baruch Hu is being befarnished. He's taking care of everything else. That's the contract. He says, I only want one thing from you. You're a chef. That's all. That's the only thing that I'm asking. That's, the, that's how we pay our bills over here. That's the, that, that is the only currency ultimately that counts, is that we have a, a relationship and we come to recognize, we come to an awareness and a deepening awareness that there's a Kaddish Baruch there's a Kaddish Baruch At some point in, 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 in an increasing way, that's what it's all about. Va'ata Yisrael, and now Jewish people. Now I'm going to tell you, that you should have fear of Hashem Lokech, and that's it. That's your only job. It's incredible. We don't have to think about anything else. We have to look at anything else. You don't have to get busy with anything else. And if you're building a sukkah, you're, you're blowing a shofar, you're doing it, that's your key. You're doing your job. Checking off that box. The Atta Yisrael. Interesting, Chazal tell us. It's a medrash. It says on the on the passes by the in, in, in Bereshis that the man's going to extend his hand. Now he's going to touch the, the eight chayim. So the lashon chazal over this ain ve'ata. It's a key in how to learn chumash all over the place. Is ain ve'ata with an ayin. The only expression ata with an ayin ela tshuva. Ata means tshuva. Ata and now. I was stuck thinking about, okay, what does that mean? What is the tshuva? What is and now? Why is and now tshuva? What does it have to do with tshuva? We're going to be benching Rosh Chodesh Elul on, on Shabbos. What does the atta? What does the atta have to do with tshuva? So I was thinking two approaches. Number one is that when it comes to tshuva, if a person is serious, when does it begin? You know, someone's going on a diet. When is the diet? He's serious about the diet. You know, I'm going to begin. You know, 
after Pesach, I'm going to start my diet. But right now, I'm going to hang out in the tea room. You know, whatever it is. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to gluttonize myself. I'm paying $30,000 over here. I'm going to eat $50,000 worth of food. I'll show that caterer. You know, I'm going to, you know, but I'm going to begin the, the diet afterwards. You know, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Beats in its petty pace from day to day to the last syllable of recorded history. Okay? It was a, whatever. Said that once, Shakespeare. Right? But it's sound and fury signifying nothing. First, it's, it's, it's a waste. It's a dream deferred. People say they're going to do stuff tomorrow. Never happen. Don't say when I have time, I'm going to learn. It's going to happen because, because uh, you know, uh, maybe it's not going to happen. This person's not serious now. You know, a girl, guy goes out with a girl, a girl goes out with a guy, and they're trying to figure out. He said he's going to do this. You marry him as he is. You know, it's, it, you take it the, the, exactly the way it is. You know, don't, don't, don't anticipate that somebody or anything's going to change as is. That's, that, that's how you're getting into the relationship. Somebody says they're going to change. Don't count that they're going to change. You can't bank on it. I'm going to do tshuva someday, someday. It's not in the future. And sometimes people say, oh, in the past. Oh, Gwen, in the, in the Altaheim, when we were young, we used to, oh, we had, a, we, had a, we had a mishmar, we'd stay up at night, and we, oh, and we hack away, and then we, you know, we asked Shailas and the Rebbe, and he would, oh, we were close, and we would see, you know, and we'd sing together, his lava, so the, oh, the, the, the nostalgia. You know what they say? Nostalgia is not what it used to be. <laughs> back then, sometimes the dream gets bigger than, you know, what, what, what it was back then. When a person is serious, he's going to stop it, that, that cigarette, he's going to break that habit, he breaks it now. He throws out that pack, he takes that bottle, he pours it down the sink, you know, he smashes it all, that's it, I'm finished. Because it happens, ain't the When tshuva happens, it happens now. It doesn't happen in the future, it doesn't happen in the past, if it's real. The other approach I'm thinking is that ain't the tshuva. means and now as opposed to the future again, and now as opposed to the past. Where we are, where are we most of the time? Tishabov, you know, the, the question is, Eicha, how did it happen? Which is also the Chazal, the same Osios, the Medrash, same, same Osios, Ayeka, where are you? Where are you? The person is, the the, 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 Shem, the person is wherever his thoughts are. Wherever a person's thoughts are, that is where he is entirely. It's, an, it's incredible. Con- I, I, I saw it inside. I, I, I heard it, then I found it inside a safer, and that's what the Baal Shem says. Wherever a person's thoughts are, that is where he, uh, that's where he is entirely. Wow. A person can be at the Western Wall while he's standing in Times Square waiting for the bus. The person can be at the, at the uh, he can be at the Western Wall with, with his feet, and he can open up his phone, and I see people, even at the Western Wall, you get comfortable after a while, and there, suddenly, they can be in Times Square. You can be in Times Square, or you can be in New Square. You can be at the Wall, or you can be at Walmart. You know, the, 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 it, it all depends on where, where the person's thoughts are. And where are our thoughts? Very often, our thoughts are in the future. We're worried about the future. What's going to be? We're running very far ahead. Or we're guilty and we're fe- and we're replaying tapes from the past and we're you know justifying he should have why didn't he say and I, that's why I said back that back to him and he deserved it and and, uh, and I would say it again if he would walk up the, you know and I would do the same thing again and we're busy playing old tapes and we're feeling guilty about the past and I'm thinking why are we worrying about the future because we're guilty about the past. <laughs> I had a friend of mine who got involved with something, whatever he got involved with something. He shouldn't have gotten involved with. Somebody was telling him, you sign these papers, get your brother to sign papers. It was papers for, the, for, for, for stuff that should, shouldn't have been done. But he wanted to prove himself. I, you know, I'll, yeah, with a yeah, boss, I'll do whatever you want, you know. He ended up with his fingerprints on everything, and the boss was, you know, nucky. Suddenly, the feds came around. Crazy. He, he went crazy. His hair turned gray. His, his whole, he, he, he became a bag of nerves. Every time the phone rang, I'll get it. Every time the, the mail came, don't touch the mail. I'm getting the mail. Right? He didn't want his wife or anybody to find out that there was maybe somebody was going to come and, 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 and the feds were going to pass him. And he had to retain a lawyer for $50,000. He was so 
he was so guilty about something that happened in the past that it, it upset. He was worried into the future constantly. He's out, he's out of sync. Pasuk Should be tomim not to look into the future. Rashi says over there, not to be you know, not to be a, a student of you know palm readers and what's going to what's going to be in the future. Tomim im Hashem to be im Hashem like a child is crossing uh, a Queens Boulevard. There's like 18 lanes over there, and it's dangerous. And the lights change quickly, and you got an old people with a walker, and they're coming across. Like the, 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 the hundred the people are slaughtered, knocked down. They're you know reckless drivers and slow people. It's 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 a, it's a, it's a wicked combination. It's a, it's, a, it's a bad combination of flesh and, 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 and metal, you know, flying freely over there. It's crazy. But imagine a kid is walking with his father. He's holding his father's hands. So he's not concerned, you know, about the, the, the beep over here and the honk and the, and the whiz of a truck going by. Because he's holding his father's hand. His father's going to guide him carefully across the, across the street. But if he runs a little ahead or he lets his father get ahead of him and he falls behind. So now, you know, every beep and every honk and every, you know, rumbling of the, of the subway underneath or a bus suddenly can send him into a, into a panic attack. Whoa, 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 what's going on over here? Because he's not with his father. So, so once a person reconciles himself and he does tshuva for the past, so now he doesn't have to worry about the future because he's im Hashem lokecha. Tshuva is not just a process of clopping and going through psychoanalysis. Tshuva is, 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 is it's a destination itself. It's to be im Hashem lokecha. It's to be with Hashem. So therefore, eim v'yata el tshuva. It's now as opposed to the future. I'm not thinking guilt. I'm not. I'm not thinking about what's going to be. What's going to be. What's going to be. Because I'm im Hashem lokecha, and I'm not because I'm not. I, I reconciled myself with the past. I'm not feeling guilty about the past. And so now I'm back in the present with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. and now, and now again. Yisrael, now we should do it again and again in every step and every step. Call Neshima v'Neshima every breath to Halakah. Interesting, the pasuk says, "Ve'ate Yisrael, Ma Hashem Lakecha, Show me Ima Kim Liyiras Hashem Lakecha." He says, "Sounds like that's the whole job." But when we read the pasuk a little further, so the Orachim points out, you know, it starts out like, "Hey, you know, what I want, you know, a little years Hashem." Open up the window over there, a little years Hashem. That's all I'm asking. That's it. Gamarnu, finito. But then the Pasuk says, he says, not to go in all his ways, also to love him, and to serve Hashem, now to guard the mitzvahs, and also his statues, in order to do all the beach good It's like a guy sitting here. And he's asking for a ride. Suddenly, see somebody's flagging you, like you know. And he opens the door. So where, where are you going? He says, uh, I've, I've given rides like that locally. The guy stops. Eighteen cars pack up behind him. He goes, he goes "We're going about eight feet ahead." You know. By the time he gets into the car, he looks like a healthy body guy. He goes, he goes, he goes ten feet ahead, and you let him out. What's that about? So sometimes he says, "I just want to get over there. I just want to get over there. Just get me to the." Okay, fine. He's in a hurry. Whatever. Come on in. Once you get in the car, he says, okay, no, no, I want to go to the shopping center. I want to go to Evergreen. But since you're on 59, Millis, can we go to the highway? I need to go visit somebody in Montreal. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I'm, I'm, I'm taking you down to 306. Now we're at 306 and 59. Now I'm, going, now, you know, now I'm going, you know, Montreal, 380 miles. Next stop, you know. He came here and asked me for a short ride. Now you're taking, now you're taking me for a ride. What's going on over here? Right? It looks like a, looks like a, uh, a bait and switch over here. And I said, What is Hashem asking you? Yeah, a little year, Hashem. With a little year, Hashem, between, between you and me. Open it up a little bit. Let me into the car. Let me into your life. And all of a sudden, oh, to guard and to keep and to love and to do, to do, everything. So the, so, 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 so the Archim says, he says, that's how it starts. In a good way. 
Yetzirah also comes in, you know, as a, as a traveler, and then he comes in as a denizen, and then he becomes, you know, and it becomes a Moshe of late. But it happens with Tov also. But the key, the first door to open up is Yer Hashem. It's to come to an awareness. I know the world gets a little bit hyper when they hear about the Yer Hashem, Yer Hashem. Sounds like it's a paralyzing thing. We'll talk about it a little bit. But the word Yer comes from the word Roeh. It's, it's the same root, to see. It's to see. You have to see something. It means to, to see the amroim as a cause. When you see it, then you're aware of it. Until you see it, you're not aware of it. Interesting. My daughter called me up one time. She said she was at a camp in, in Georgia, someplace, Atlanta, Georgia, and she called my wife and I up. She says she goes, "I'm going to a game tonight, to a baseball game." She goes, "You know, I'm in a stadium with fifty thousand people. What should I be looking for?" <laughs> they said, "What they think about baseball?" So I had to like, you know. To tell that there's a little white ball. You know, if, uh, if you're not watching that little white ball in the scoreboard, <laughs> and your team is probably, since it's in Atlanta, so your team is probably the team that's batting uh, second, I think they get. Yeah. So you're there on the bottom, ATL, that's Atlanta, and the other team who's playing over there. So watch and see what they Watch that scoreboard. There's nine, you know, and, this, and, and, and keep your eye on the ball, and there's four. Ba- I had to give her some basics and fundamentals over there. Because if she doesn't know to watch the ball, and she doesn't know which team is which, so she's just watching the crowd and doing the wave. Ooh, they all stand up. Ooh, she sit down, you know? And the truth is, that, that, that unless we know to watch the bouncing ball, unless we know to keep our eye on Hashem, then what are we doing? What are we doing? We're participating in, in society, in the world, in a life, but we're meant to find Hashem, right? The, 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 the Pasuk says, Elohim, also she yirim in front of the whole reason why Kodesh Mokko made a world. Everything in the world is meant to teach Yiras Elohim. Everything. A camera is meant to teach Yiras Elohim. I had some dust on me. I was moving some things. And I was happily reminded, you know, the camera, you know, to dust myself off. To prepare yourself. This is going to be for posterity. A person going to do something right? V'haya Ekev. What is V'haya? Why is it Chazal tells Ein Lashen V'haya Ela Simcha. When there's a v'hai v'hai ekev tishmun, and suddenly, oh, I'm, uh, 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 a fountain of, bl- of blessings open up. V'hai introduces, and, and, and although the chazal doesn't stay, it, it doesn't have to be every time. V'hai, right? V'hai is usually akdamat lepraniyah, some kind of introduction to something difficult, something challenging is lurking, looming on, on the horizon. Why is that? I know the Gemara and Megillah backs away from it and says in the end that there's only five times where it says v'hai b'yamei, I'm Raphael, v'hai b'yamei, uh, you know, the, it's only in the times where there's a personality who's trying to dominate and, and, and eclipse a Kodesh Baruch Hu. But uh, there is a Habamina that, that the he is usually Lashen Tsar and in Vahaya is Lashen Simcha. What's the difference between the two? So I, so I heard maybe in the shame of the Grod, the following, the following parish. Yehi is the future, right? Where the Vav converts it to the past. Because there's certain things on the calendar in the future that we wish were behind us, right? Person has to go to the dentist, right? In the head, can they do an extraction, right? A uh, what's it what's it called? Okay, I'm glad I forgot even what the word is. Okay, uh, colonoscopy. Okay, you wish it was yesterday already, you know? Next week, you know? Like I, w- I wish it was over already. I wish it was yesterday, but it's next next week. Two weeks on the calendar. They they got me marked down. It's 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 it's, it's not happy. But you hear. So it's in the future, we wish it was behind us. The Hayah is just the opposite. Hayah is the past. The Hayah turns it into the future because there's certain things, there's many things that if they were, they were in the past, but we wish we can carry them forever for posterity into the future. 
That's why we hire a videographer and a photographer for a wedding and a bar mitzvah, but not for a dentist appointment. You know, can you imagine the guy coming in, you know, setting up the, the umbrella, you know, and we're going to get the shoot over here and they're going to, let's get the angle, you know, okay? Let's get your, your mother over here, let's get your family, let's, let's get the family, you know? Okay, let's get you, we're, we're going to do a little Novocaine, let's get the Novocaine up, you know? You're not going to be there. You want, you want to forget that it happened. You're hoping that the Novocaine wears off and the pain disappears and, and, and it's over already. It's in the past. That's, that's a he. Vahaya means that you want it for the future. You want to carry that memory. You want to carry those pictures, those baby pictures, those brisk pictures. You want to carry that, that, that you know, that l'chaim, that dancing. You want, to, you, want to, you, want to, you want to be singing and dancing with it forever. So what is the Vahaya Lush and Simcha that if a person is doing and living a life, if you're going to be listening and doing what, the, what you're meant to be doing, then every moment, there isn't a moment in life that, that the person wouldn't be happy that this is being recorded for posterity. Sure, turn on the film. Let's take a look. I'm, 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 whatever it is, I'm doing the right thing. Right? Whether it's a Dover cotton, whether it's a Dover, a, a, a Dover Godel, I'm doing the right thing. And therefore, start the camera. I remember when Marubayim reported, he said that his wife, he told us, he said his wife was passing by on, 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 on Maple, West, West Maple. I think, I forget the names of the streets already in, in, in Muncie, but the the, the, the cemeteries across the street. And Rabbi Mordechai Schwab, Zecher Tzadik Lavracha, the Tzadik of Muncie, he was out in front of his house and he was clipping um, a, a tree. He was with, with giant pruning shears. He was pruning tree. And, uh, you know, so he, he got, you have the Tzadik of Muncie and he's doing, uh, he's doing menial uh, lawn work in front of his house. And, and suddenly he becomes aware that this woman is watching him from the other side of the street. Like trying to figure out, like, you know, why is this, you know, this Odom Chashev, why, why is he doing that? And he looks up and he says, it's a chesed, it's a chesed. And he went back to doing what he was doing. It's a chesed, he repeated a few times. And he went back to, to clipping. So she came home to her husband and said, like, what, what, what's going on over there? Is it some kind of Kabbalistic thing? You know, like the tree has feelings and the hair is weighing down on the tree and you have to relieve the pain of the tree because it's a Gilgal. You know, he's, he's getting ready for some explanation, some mystical, lofty explanation. He goes, no. He says, the tree is in front of your front yard, that the leaves are, you know, the, the, the branches are hanging down into the Rosh Rabin. And someone's going to come by, they're going to get a little, and they're going to come by, and some tall fellow's going to get his hat knocked off on Shabbos, and it's going to get fushmutz, and or, or some lady's going to get her shaito cut, or someone's going to get it poked in the eye, and it's, and it's a hazak. So he's out there trimming to do, not to do a hazak, to somebody else. So whether your person being Masada Kedushin, you know, or they're, or, or, or they're sitting at the Pesach Seder, or they're trimming a tree so it doesn't damage somebody else. You're a okay. It's a concern for somebody else. The person's doing the right thing. That's what the Chazal tells us. How do you get this thing? It's the most abstract thing in the world. How do you understand? How does a person attain Yir Salokim? It's really it's a, the big prize of life. Because it requires, the Ramchal writes about it in, in, in the end of the Sefer. There's a whole chapter, the last chap- the chapter, the, 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 the denouement, the, 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 the climax of, 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 of the Nisil Shoram is talking about Yir Salokim. And he says, it's, it's very hard to acquire, uh, like gold, and it's easy to lose, like silver, like, like crystal. It breaks. A person can focus on it and focus on it and focus on it, you know, and, and, and have a, have a, a, a ni'ila and suddenly, you know, walk away like, ah, like, a, like, like nothing happened. And two seconds later, he says it requires years and years of his boneness and concentration and focus because we're, we're trying to grasp something which is abstract from our, from, 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 from our experience. So how do we do it? Practically, how do you do it? So, one idea I was thinking about, based upon what the Chazals tell us, they tell them, what is it? They said, Maha Shemel Kecha Shalom Yimek, what is Hashem asking you? 
So the Chazal also was troubled by this. Okay, it's a nice thing, you know. Let's, you know, let's go up and grab some Yerush Elokim. Let's go out and collect it. <laughs> you know, how do you do it? Where, where, where's the school where they're teaching it? I remember sitting and learning with one of my Rebbeim during Elul, an Adam Godel himself. And I remember he let go a, a, a phrase. I don't think, he, if I'll ask him today, he probably knows that he believes that, but I don't think he knows that he said it. It was a quotable moment for me. He said, the problem with the Musr movement, he told me, he says, it became a movement. You know, anything that becomes institutionalized, once you try to institutionalize and capture it and, and, and to put it into a form, then all of a sudden it loses, it loses that spontaneity, that reality of it. It has, to be, it has to be real. It can't be something that can be formalized in, in, in any sense. Even in a safer, even in a, a style of shuckling, or a style of, you know, the old Navartica joke of this, it's these two elderly fellows are sitting saying, it's been gornish, it's been gornish, it's been gornish, you know, and their beards are going way down, you know, and a new guy comes in with a short black beard and he starts in and says, what do they do? Okay, it's been gornish, it's been gornish. And one guy says, this is this guy, he just arrives and already thinks he's nothing, you know? You can't institutionalize it. So the Chazal say, but, the, but there is a way to, 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 to you know, to, to give us at least a handle on something. So they take this word, Ma Hashem which is an interrogative word, a question, and they turn it into uh, an, an exclamatory uh, word, and they say, they say it means Mea Hashem L'Kecha. Hashem is asking 100. What's 100? Mea Brachas B'choyo. That 100 times a day, right, it's, it's fixed religiously into the sitter, it's in, in, into, into, into our life, you pick up something to eat, and you say, Baruch Atah Hashem, it's you Hashem. Nochach Pnei Hashem, Baruch Atah, there's a Baruch over there. We're opening, we're peeling back the layers of creation, we're saying, I found you, Hashem. I found you in this, Hashem, I found you. And you take a look at the, most of the brachas. The Nefesh Chaim says, most of the brachas are said in the present tense. Fascinating idea. Baruch Atah Hashem, Elkeinu Melech we say, Yotzer Or, Vorei Choshek, it's present tense. Borei Pri we're, not, we're less interested in the historicity of this apple, that it came from an apple, that came from a tree, that came from a seed, that came from an apple, that came from a tree, that goes back to God and We're less interested in the yichus of this apple than we are, that it's being created right now. As we say, ha-machadosh betuva b'choyom tamid maiseberashis. On a subatomic level, particles are ready to fly off in every direction at any moment. But quantum physics affirms the idea that, according, that, that then they, 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 they're attributing to Kodesh Baruch Hu, but, that, but that it's being willed into existence and, and to take a form and, and, and to retain its form, a predictable form, at each moment. So a hundred times a day we say, Baruch Atah Hashem, it's you Hashem, we found you. It's not a formalistic thing. But it's something, it's, it's, a, it's a hundred skylights over the course of a person's lifetime. Me'a Baruch is It's a big thing. If we slow down, it's an unbelievable idea. A person wants to electrify the davening, right? This week's parsha is also called the avadatem that you should uh, you serve Hashem with all your heart. And the chazal say, "Ezehu avodah shebeleiv," you serve Hashem with your heart. How you serve Hashem with your heart? Zu tefila. Well, how is it avodah shebeleiv? Why is it a work? It's work of the heart. We're less trying to convince the kodesh baruch than we're adjusting ourselves. We're adjusting our posture and our position in the world. I saw just a beautiful idea like this. That how can a person electrify and excite their davening? Very, very, very simple idea. It's going to cost nothing, but it's, it, it, it's going to be hard to slow it down. It's hard to break the hergel, the habit of, of, of what we're doing. But if you try it for one bracha, you try it, you'll see, you'll feel, you'll yourself will feel a world of difference. The, 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 uh, 
the Igeret Ramban, the Igeret Ramban writes the following thing. He writes, he says, the Hoshevasadibur Kodim Shatotienu Mepicha. He says, he tells his son, he says, his Eitzatova is when you're davening, or even at any time. It's, it's sort of sandwiched between, you're not sure whether it's going exclusively on davening or something else also. He says, the Hoshevasadibur Kodim Shatotienu Mepicha. Think about the word before you, before it exits your mouth. So I once saw, you know, an explanation like this that, that, that there was a fellow, he came to his Rebbe, and he said, Rebbe, you know, uh, you know, since I'm married the last six months, you know, when we were going out and everything, uh, you know, we were smiling and every time we walked into the room, people were singing and, you know, but now since then, since the Sheva Brachas are over, I, I find it hard to get a smile on her face. And now I'm looking at this frowning creature over here and I, you know, good morning, I try to be as charming as I can and I'm getting zero registration over here. What do I do? It's, it's getting to be emergency level. The Rebbe says, let's start with some basics. He says, do you ever bring flowers home for Shabbos? And he, uh, he goes, no. <laughs> I don't know who taught you chasen classes. He says, but you should definitely bring home flowers for Shabbos. Let's start there. He goes, okay, great. He says, that's it. Just bring home a bouquet of flowers. He says, no, no. You get a nice bouquet of flowers. You know, not just a one rose. Get something, get, a, get, a, get a, a, a nice bouquet. He says, and when you give it, he says, every gift should have a note. Or, or say something nice that goes along with it. He says, well, what should I say? Okay, this guy needs a lot of coaching. Okay, so he says, you know, okay. Cyrano de Bergerac, I'll tell you, um, how about... Um, today I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Okay? It worked for Lou Gehrig, maybe it'll work for you too. Okay? So let's give it a try. You know, so he practices it. Today I consider myself, he writes it on a card. Okay, you're going to put, give it a note. That's also nice, you know, and, and or, you know, or, or say it. Well, fine. So the fellow comes in, Arab Shabbos, and he reaches out from behind his back. What's that? A bouquet of flowers. Oh, oh you know, she grabs it like she just won the, 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 the beauty pageant. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Oh, I can't believe it. You know, she's smiling from ear to ear. And then he takes out this card and he says, and the rabbi said, I should say, that uh, today I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Bam! You know, suddenly the, the, the bouquet of flowers come crashing down on top of his head. Numbskull, what are you doing? What are you telling her that the rabbi said that you should say that? When we're davening and we're saying over words of tefillah, even though we're saying perish hamilim, but we're, we're, we're explaining them in our mind in the rearview mirror. We're saying it after we already said the words. Then it's as if we're saying, and the Anche Knesset Hagadola said that I should say, you know, Hakel Hagadol Hagibor, and they said Hanora, and they also said I should say, you know, and I'm reading the words and I'm translating them in the rearview mirror. That's what I just said, but it's not me saying it. But the minute I pause before I say it, and I point to the word, and I think about it, before it comes out of your mouth, so suddenly it becomes my word. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. It's me that's speaking to you. Otherwise, there's no me, and there's no you. And if you try it, you slow down for one bracha, Baruch. Atah. Try it. You'll get tired. You might have to go take a nap after it. Like a little child who's nursing for a couple of minutes. You got to go light. You got to go take a nap for two hours. Your wife will say, well, what happened? Would you disappear to it? I said a bracha, you know, slowly in the Shimon Esri this morning. I'm exhausted. But after a while, you get a few muscles. You get a few, you, you get used to it. And it's, it's, it's an avod de shebelev. It's, it's, a, it's, 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 a work, it's a work of the heart. But you are going to go, that you are straightening me up. Oh, you're opening my eyes. No, not that you open my eyes. You're opening my eyes. You're making me see now. Not a history lesson. I was thinking about another thing. 
is a fascinating idea. When we say Shema, Shema Yisrael, Shem Elkeil, Shem Echad, it's very hard to find the answer to this question. I'm going to tell you something that's genius, not my genius, not because I'm genius. If I didn't see it in the Sefer, I'd be like, I, I, wouldn't, I would never be able to think about it. I don't think anybody that I, that I meet would be able to come up with this. If we say, Shema Yisrael, Shem Elkeil, Shem Echad, right? at least twice a day. And then afterwards, it's Ve'haftas Hashem Lekecha B'chol Levavcha B'chol Nafshecha B'chol Medech With all your heart and all your soul and all your might Are those two different subjects? You know? Hashem is one Echad Unity of Hashem And then Ve'haftas Hashem Lekecha B'chol Levavcha B'chol Nafshecha But it's a vavah there So it must be connected to what came before Right? Ve'ahafta So it must be connected It's not two different ideas What's the connection between saying Hashem is one and then immediately saying afterwards, right? we, we could scratch our heads until we go, get down to uh, uh, Australia. What, what, what's the answer? So in the Siddur Hagra, the commentary, Siyach Yitzhak says the following thing, that we all have a certain amount of distributed love and appreciation for people who have played a supporting role in our life. Even the mailman, on a scale of one to ten, You'll give him a one, okay? The garbage man, maybe give him a two, you know? The mailman's bringing you bills. This guy's taking away the garbage, okay? Fantastic. Uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 a neighbor, a two or three, depending on what kind of neighbor. Uh, 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 a, a parent, you know, a six, a seven, a Rebbe, an eight. Yeah, even climbing up a wife, nine, ten, in-laws, fill in the blank. <laughs> and... Yet when we close our eyes and we understand that that all of these are coming from one primary source. Not independent forces in the world. It's all coming from Hashem Echad. And these are all agents and angels that were sent to, 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 to help us to live our lives to make Hashem Roi Lo Echzar. Rav Hirsch says that Roi and Reiacha that we're being shepherded by everybody, the grocer, for everybody in the world, the banker, everybody in the world is helping us become who, we're, who we need to become, helping us conduct our lives, the people who made the clothing, the people who sell the clothing, the people who, 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 who are paving the streets, the everything. And suddenly we say, Wow! Now suddenly, all that diffused energy becomes focused in the one point. I remember when I was a little kid, we go in the backyard with a uh, magnifying glass on a sunny day. I hope you guys try that at home. And, we'd, uh, and if you just take that diffused light of the sun and you focus it on, on a single point, we used to burn ants, I mean leaves, right? You start off, suddenly you start like a fire, boom, an explosion. So when a person says, Shema Yisrael, Shem Elkeinu, Shem Echad, and he gathers together all the fuel of the love that he has for different people around him in the world around him, the appreciation he has for other people, now suddenly it goes from a, from, 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 from a for, you know, from a diffused love into now suddenly a focused love, and that starts the fire. It's a genius because once you hear it, you say, "Where have I been all my life?" And it's so obvious, but until you hear it, 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 it it's hard to think of such a thing. It's an amazing idea. That means that ben adam lemakom is tali and ben adam lechavero. The love we have to the love that we have for other people is the building block. It's the it, it's the binyan av to the love that we have for a kodesh baruch Hu. To the extent that a person loves and appreciates and gets along and has this appreciation for other people, he can love a kodesh baruch Hu. If a person's a near gone and a complainer against other people, it's hard for him to, to appreciate that he's going to have a havas hashem because a havas hashem has to be preceded by yiras hashem. So I was thinking like this, that just like it says, Meya brachas b'chol yom, the person should make a meya brachas, and I tried this for a little while. I'm not saying, you know, halakhically you have to do this, but it could be in an area where there's room for creativity and expansion over here.
Try this idea. A hundred thank yous a day. Even if it's in an email. Even if it's in a text. Thank you, thank you. And you put a double thank you in there. The, the way to become a Yerush Hashem, the Svasem says, is to, is to keep account and to actually have one of those, 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 those clickers, those things that they have in the, in the shopping center or something like that, or the coach has it to see how many laps you're doing, I remember, you know? You have a count over there and you count how many, how, how, how many, how many brachas. Count the 100 brachas throughout the day. So I, was, I, I tried it. It was exhausting, but it was, it, it, I saw incredible results in the course of a day. Thank you. Man, opens the door. Thank you. You know, someone stops. You hold it around. Another one. Thank you. You know, you come into the building, and the guy, you know, opens the gates, and you show the ticket. You know, thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that in. The, the the guy brings in the stuff. The waiter comes out. He drops the stuff up instead of carrying a conversation with friend. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. You say it twice. Oh, okay, two. I even tried it at home. I was there with a clicker. Clicker. I said, Ima, thank you. That was so delicious, Ima. And I like the way you you know you you you, you spice this just right. And she goes, What are you doing under the table? What's doing every time? Yeah. And I got caught. You know, I got busted. Because you have to do it in a way that's subtle. You can't let people know that, you're, that, they're, that they're just like a, a notch on the belt that you're being, you know, that you're clicking off a thank you to them. They, ha they have to feel there's a Ben Adam Lechavero dimension over here. Can you imagine a person makes Maya brachas, but makes, he makes Maya uh, thank yous, gives out 100 thank yous in the course of a the day. Then when he's going to do his Maya brachas, and, and he says, Shema Yisrael, Shema Kena, Shema Chad, it's going to be a giant fire. It's going to be a bonfire. Yeah, that's just a, a, a crazy idea I had. And maybe it's something that might, you know, even if a person does an extra two or three in a day, it adds that much, that much more fuel. It doesn't have to be, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a, you, have to, you have to do 100. So you have to come up with strategies. To make, to make a Kodesh Baruch concrete, that, that's the whole idea, is to make a Kodesh Baruch concrete, to make it real, real to us. Pasuk says, Does Hashem have eyes? So I was thinking an idea like this today. Have to be... At a meeting in, 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 in Brooklyn someplace, we stepped out of the meeting. It was a beautiful sunny day. It was an air-conditioned room. And inside, we step out of this beautiful house, and suddenly there's a blue sky. Oh, yeah, a blue sky! I mean, a perfectly blue, like, you know, like it only happens, like, maybe, you know, two or three times in the year where you have such a, a sky without a cloud. Beautiful. And this person was exalting and said, well, look at that blue sky. Look at that blue sky. It was, a, it was shining blue. It was techeles. It was whatever. It was, it, was, it was on fire. It was blue. And I, and, and, and I shared with him an idea. That, that my idea is like this, is that, is that, imagine somebody comes, you meet people, someone comes over to your college student, he says, you know, is Hashem real? Is he, you know, does he exist? Is he really here? Yeah, maybe, maybe we're asking the questions ourselves sometimes also. Doesn't have to be somebody else. So, let's say somebody would tell you, the following thing. You need a little imagination for this because it's but this is how Yerush Hashem works. It doesn't mean, you know, when the puzzle says that Hashem ain't Hashem ba'aretz mirachis Hashem ha'arachishana that Hashem where we oh you think Hashem has an eye? No, it's an anthropomorphic statement to me to give us something that we can that the way people talk. So so let's say I would tell you that Hashem has not only Hashem has an eye, but Hashem has blue eyes. Right? I think Rabban Cutler had blue eyes. These piercing blue eyes. My wife has blue eyes. Let's say I tell you Hashem has blue eyes. Someone, someone highly credible tells you Hashem has blue eyes. And you see that blue sky up there? That blue sky is the blue of the eye of Hashem. So while you're sitting over here saying, yeah, is Hashem real? You know? That's the eyeball of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, that Rekia, that sky over there, that's the eyeball of Hashem that's hovering or standing over you like, like a scientist over a microscope staring at you and inspecting and observing that closely. That's your Hashem. The person becomes aware. There's a sham. 
And then what happens is the sun sets and it becomes pitch dark. Maybe the person goes, and now where's Hashem, Rabbi? He says, you see that black sky? That's the pupil of a Kodesh Baruch eye. Now he's down even closer. You know, parents are watching his kid in the backyard and he's playing. When he comes to sleep, you know, he comes over even closer sometimes. He looks at him and gives him a kiss on his forehead. When it's darker, when it's daytime, it's clear as day. But at nighttime, when it things are dark, Hashem is even closer. Anochi imach b'tzorah. Kodesh Baruch says, I'm with you in the tzorah. It, 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 it's a mental advice that, uh, and the Chazal understood it also. You look at the tzitzis, it reminds you of the, uh, of, the, uh, of the yam, it reminds you of the rakia, it reminds you of the kisi and then, and, 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 and the brain should, should, should link and associate certain ideas. Have to find an anchor. Might be worth putting a dummy camera someplace. We used to have these in the school all over the place, you know, the, the working cameras and dummy cameras even didn't work. Everybody looked up and they feel you get into a, uh, into a, uh, uh, an elevator, you know, and there's a camera up there. So everybody, everybody's watching. We want this moment to be a Vahaya moment, a Kodak moment, that it should be able to be recorded for posterity and not for anything else, because Hashem is watching. Right? These are just some crazy ideas. But sometimes it just needs that one little opening over there. But now we got the flip side. Sometimes Yira, you know, it, is, it could be, people can take it the other way also. And they can get a little bit nervous about things that, that are not to be nervous about. The, the, Mr. Sharm speaks about it. He also says, Yesh Yira of Yesh Yira. There's fear, and then there's fear. And, 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 and sometimes a person's just afraid of the fear. Nowadays, anxiety seems to be the, the, uh, the, the problem of the, day, of, the, of the day. People are worried about things that didn't happen yet and that are not likely to happen. And we find ourselves looking over horizons and looking at the things, you know, with, with, with not having the menuchas and nefesh that, that, that's required. What to do about that? Because it comes from a misapplication of this concept of Yira. I think it was Mark Twain who said, I'm an old man, and I've known a great many troubles, but most of them never happened. Okay? But a lot of time worrying about things that are going to happen, in the end, they don't happen. What a kaval, kaval is man, to waste time thinking about things and worrying about things that don't happen. The Baal Shem told his father, one of the three things he told him was love every Jew, you know, and also don't be afraid of anybody except Hashem. That's it. Ultimately, only to be afraid of Hashem. And, 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 and therefore, actually it says, a passage in this week's Parsha, also in the beginning, it says two times in Chumash that when the army is going to surround you, and they're going to tell you that this army is so great and they're going to be even greater than you and how we're going to inherit them. You know, it, it looks like a mission impossible. Something looks like a mission impossible. How are we going to do this? How are we going to conquer those giants over there? That's what repelled the, the, the previous generation 40 years earlier. And now we're going to go in. Who makes us, what makes us think that we're, that we're, how can we survive the world that we live in, Jewish people? I mean, it, 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 if we think about it, it's Pacha Denora. It's a good thing. Ignorance is bliss. I saw the, the Chobos of Ovo says it's a chesed the Kodesh Baruch does with a little child that he, he would die from worry if he, if he knew how dependent he was on other people. Yeah. So the Kodesh Baruch makes it that he's totally unaware of his position in life. You know? But yet our position is, is no less dependent in, in, in thousands of way, similar ways. So, um, but the Pesach says, don't be afraid of them. 
It says in two places, Rabbeinu Yonah counts it as one of the 613 mitzvahs, one of Tariq mitzvahs. It is lo siru mehem, don't be afraid of them. Now how is a person not supposed to be afraid? You're talking about a, a, a big army. Allah has come for come or something which is either it's a, it's a business deal or it's getting married or it's a, people have fear of all kinds of different things. Someone told me the acronym for fear is false evidence appearing real. Okay, Fear, false evidence appearing real. People are afraid of things that didn't happen yet. Afraid of things that were, what could happen. And the mind starts to run ahead. Okay, you have to be cautious about things. Almost like we said before, ve'ata, and now. And now as opposed to the future, and now as opposed to the past. Menuchas and nefesh. Menuchas and nefesh comes from not going to, into the future, not getting stuck in the past. Not feeling guilty about the past, and not worrying about the future. You have something to do for the future, you have some preparation to do, do preparation for the future. No problem. You have some chuva to do on the past, do some chuva on the past. That's an action of the now, because all I can do is act in the now. But I can't live in the future. I can't, I can't push the clock ahead. And I, can't, and, and, and I can't go back to the past and I can't relive and be stuck in the past. If there's a reaction to be done in the present have, as a response to something that happened in the past, I have to clean up a mess and, and apologize or pay back money or do something, then I do it. But that's an action of the now. It has nothing to do with the past. It has to do with who I am right now, reflecting on what I had done in the past. It's an action of the now. So how does a person recapture that losir mehem? So I once went to see a, a, a great person at Sadiq. And it was, you know, I was at a nervous parak of things that were happening. I think my wife was about to give birth or whatever, you know, and I had never been through this before. And he said, Lo sir, ma'am, don't be afraid. I went to see Ramodachai Schwab. He told me, Lo sir, ma'am, don't be afraid. He says, the Romanian Yonah counted as 613 minutes. He showed me two, place, two places in Chumash over here. He said, you know, he says, Lo sir, ma'am, don't be afraid. But when he said it, boy, my heart wouldn't come. You know, it's usher to be afraid. As he told you, he says, usher to be afraid. It's forbidden to be afraid. And when he said it, I felt like, okay, I don't want to be over on an Isser in, in a certain gentle way, and it was a certain Nemus in the way he said it, and the fear went away. But later on, when I sort of, you know, tried it on other people, <laughs> I realized it doesn't work. <laughs> you know, don't be afraid. It works contrary to, to, to all psychology, and even, and even the psychology of, of Mishnayis that tells you not to confront the person at his time is anger. And, and, and when a person is grieving, they go over and tell them, well, it's going to get better, you know. So if somebody's down, don't talk to them. Shh. You know, listen, you know, let, 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 you know let, let the emotion diffuse a little bit. If you go over to somebody who's angry and say, what are you so angry about? Calm down. You're going to take that beach ball and you're going to push it down to the bottom of the pool. It's going to come up with greater ferocity. The more you're going to try to oppose it and not validate it, then the more it's going to come screaming back into your face. So you take somebody who's afraid and you tell them, don't be afraid! Don't be afraid! So, so when, I, when I've tried on people after that, what do you mean, don't be afraid? Don't you see how big that army again? They come up with bigger reasons, they convince themselves how impossible it is, and then they, they walk away not only less afraid, they walk away 10,000 times more afraid. You're asking them to be foolish. So what do you mean, don't be afraid? Don't be a, uh, I say, don't be a fool! So what is the, how does the Chumash count it as one of the 613 mitzvahs I was thinking of? And I became troubled by it. If, it. if it tells you, Mamish, don't be afraid. So I don't think maybe Bashas Maise, it may not be so easy to, to, to fill, but, but someone said the best time to get an umbrella is before it rains. Okay. You have to think about it before something comes along. So I saw this incredible piece in, 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 in the Sefer Moranayim in Parsha Shemini. And he quotes the Baal Shem Tov. I'm, I'm almost tempted to, to read the part that leaves up to it. He says, I'm going to read the part up to the point he, qu he quotes the Baal Shem Tov. He's, he's, he's saying, 
that this is what it means. We quoted the pasuk before in Kehillah. This is what it means. He says, "Elokim also Hashem made Shiyur Melafan. Hashem made everything that He made that we should have Yiras Hashem. Everything is a trigger for Yiras Hashem." He says, "Amar Chazal." He says, "Lo Nivra Ra'amim." He's explaining. Let's explain the phenomena that happens in the world. The Kodesh Baruch the only reason the Kodesh Baruch made thunder. Okay, here it's a it's a thunder season over here. Kedai lepashet akmimios shebeleiv in order to iron out the wrinkles that are in a person's heart. Person too light, too easy, to you know, kicking down the cobblestone, feeling groovy, and all of a sudden, boom! You know, suddenly a lightning bolt comes out and thunder and rings in the sky, and suddenly he's dashing for cover, and he sees he, 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 he's something's waking up inside. It's straightening him out. Kiram Gavrosov, he says, me lawyer's bone, and when he's gonna hear the thundering of the sky, he's, who's not gonna who's not gonna contemplate his 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 how vulnerable we are. He says, he says, he says, This is the Gavros of Hashem, the Gavros Hashem. He says, Yiras Haramas, Hashem. That is gonna bring him to Yiras Hashem. He says, because the, the thunder and the lightning, he says, is 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 the messenger of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. He says, okay. And now he says the following thing. The Shemtov says the following thing. This is gold. This is his Lushin. Lushin of the Baal Shemtov. He says, All the frights. Even of wild animals. All the terror that can come to a person. We live in an age of also terrorism. The other ism of the day. It's, a, it's the intention of a Kodesh Baruch Hu to, 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 to frighten him. The person should remember to have Yeras Hashem. Terrorism is put here that we should have Yeras Hashem. You get into a bus in the Eretz Israel, there was a certain parak over there where, where, where everybody who, who didn't even have a yarmulke on his head would put a, would have put a napkin on his head and say, and, and say Tzvila Sederach and, and say Shalom Aleichem to the person next to him because that may be the last person that you ever met in your life. And if a person is going to be wise, and he's going to contemplate this. He's going to understand it. Then any nothing that he's afraid of will be able to hurt him. He's explaining what the intention of the Kodesh Baruch for bringing these frightening things into the world. He said the intention of Hashem Baruch Hu It wasn't the intention of a Kodesh Baruch Hu to, 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 to punish him through the Pachad. That this, that this Pachad should lead him it should, to, to have a Pachad from Hashem. The Pachad Yitzchak. And that's what it says. If the person doesn't, then the thing that he's afraid of will have teeth. That tiger will, even though it's made out of paper, will bite him and hurt him. It'll become real because he believes it's real. If he understands it's a, it's a shliach of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, then he got the message and he's afraid of Hashem and then that thing doesn't need to be present anymore and it, and, 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 and it walks away. It withdraws its claws and disappears. Incredible. It's incredible. I, I'm tempted to share what, what, one mice, something that happened. That, this is the flip side of the, uh, in, in the third parak, the third shar of, of uh, the Nefesh Chaim, 
right? He has a segul over there. It's it's Bemis who segula. It's a tremendous segula. It's his Eino Mavado. To think the Eino Mavado. There's common common stories about the Briskarov going through going through Europe, and they're looking for him on the train. He's there with the Shimon Begodim, you know, and they don't see him. He's invisible. Eino Mavado. Focused on Eino Mavado. For a moment, he was mafsik, you know, and and they oh, and then they oh, he he captures himself. He says he promises over there. A person to think Eino Mavado is nothing other than Hashem. It's the flip side. Same 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 concept. He says that then he says over there that nothing's going to be able to hurt you. Nothing can hurt you if you think ain't old Movado. I was coming home one time. I, I woke up in the morning. I was learning early in the morning. And I remember the Rebbe was saying, he said, nobody can, the, the Chavaz of says, we're learning Chavaz of nobody can help you, nobody can hurt you unless it comes directly from Hashem. That's what the Chavaz of says. Sharbi talk, I think it's a sharp talk. And the person should should uh, should, should uh, digest this idea. Nobody can help you, and nobody can hurt you unless it comes directly from a Kodesh Baruch Hu. He says, Shema Yisrael, Shem Shem Achad. There's only one artist signature on this painting over here that ain't Sire Kelokei. There's no artist except a Kodesh Baruch Hu, and this all everything is coming from a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So, and you're one on one with a Kodesh Baruch Hu. You are one on one with a Kodesh Baruch Hu. And I remember it, it was early in the morning. It was the coffee. It was the clarity. Boom! I understood it. Crystallized in my mind. Then I came home after davening and, and sitting, eating breakfast. My wife take out the garbage and that. Okay, I'm ready to go out in the, the, the day. I said, you know what the Rebbe said today? He said that nobody can help you really and hurt you unless it comes directly from Hashem. So my wife started asking, what about Sadek Varalo and Rosh Vitovlo? And, you know, she had, you know, suddenly, and, and I didn't have the answers. And I was like, okay, pass the ketchup, a little salt. This is good stuff. I like this. Thank you. And he says, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll go back and ask him tomorrow. What does that mean? You're right. You know, how does that apply over here? And so it got fuzzy as the day went on and as my wife was asking some serious questions. And then I went out, I went to live with somebody in Manhattan. So, uh, that actually in the Bronx. Now, in, in, the, in the Bronx, there's a courthouse on 161st Street in Grand Concourse, which is right near Yankee Stadium, up the block up there, there's a, there's a, there's a criminal courthouse. Okay, you have to let me know if you know about the criminal courthouse. They might have some lawyers in the crowd over here. And it's, but, but this guy happened to be a criminal attorney, and he had his offices right near there. So whenever I'd go to learn with him, I'd park two blocks away from the courthouse, because right next to the courthouse, there was always double and triple parking. So I'd go two blocks away. This time I went there, I went two blocks and three blocks away, and I was doing hakafas, and I couldn't find a parking place. It was get, you know, and, and I don't like to be late. So I went three, four blocks away. Now I'm safe. I'm, I'm definitely going to come into a neighborhood where, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to find parking four blocks away. I want to just hurry up the clock. So I got to a good parking But on this block, all the buildings were burnt down. It looked like, like Dresden. It looked like, uh, like Lebanon, after, you know, destroyed, geschmettet. Every building was, it was a pile of rubble. So I walked out the, uh, uh, so, 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 so I walked out the car and, and, and I said, okay, I have this junky old car. I said, okay, what's the worst that could happen? They'll take my car, <laughs> you know. And I saw a couple of the cars. They look like the the the, the turkey. You know, eight, uh, Twenty-four days after the you know Thanksgiving celebration, it's all carved up. It's up on milk crates and you know tire. I said I'm going to go learn with them for an hour. I took my chas and shas and I walked out. You know I walked out of the car, and I got halfway from the from my car to the corner with his little Gucci Frito uh, store around the corner, a little you know bodega, and and as I'm you know going down, I'm you know even preparing a gemara in my mind. Suddenly these three Puerto Rican guys, three Spanish guys, come around the corner. You know, and, and, and what you don't want to have happen is I, you don't want them to see you seeing them, seeing you, seeing them. Like we locked eyes for half a second, like, well, you know, and, and I started like, oh, you know, like maybe I'll just turn around and walk back to the car and wait for them to pass or something like that and expect to meet people over here on this lonely, you know, street. And, and, and I realized if I start to turn around, then I'm like sort of attracting that I have, admitting I have some, maybe some money, maybe I have some uh, loads of cash, you know, I didn't, but you know, they might, who knows what they might do to me to, uh, with that perception. So I said, I, I can't go back. 
Maybe I'll sort of let him wander casually off to the other side of the road. But they already saw it and they would smell like, you know, let's follow him. He's hiding something. He's got something. I didn't, I didn't know what, I was trying to think what to do. How do I do this? And, and I think, I can't go there. I can't go there. I can't go back. I'm too far ahead. I can't go across the street because that's also going to. And I said, nobody can help you. I went back to the morning. And nobody can hurt you unless it comes directly from a Kodesh Baruch Hu. says, Shema Yisrael, Shem Lekein Hashem Echad. And I said, that's it. Ain't no bavado. There's nothing other than a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Hashem Roi Lachsar. And I started walking like I'm, like I'm floating on a cloud. I was in such an exalted state. And I started even fantasizing. I said, you know, and what if they jump me? And they put a knife through the chassan shas and, I, you know, they'll name a street after me or something like that. I'll be like a Rabbi Akiva. You know, I started even doing like, you know, well, wow, Kiddush Hashem. Kiddush Hashem. What could be greater than that? I started fantasizing. You're like, Gavaldic, that would be great. You know, like, and whatever's going to happen? It's, it's because Hashem wanted it, not because they can do they, Who are they? They can't do this. And, I can, you know, and that's how I started thinking. I was, I was almost never in such a state like that before. And, and I wish I could even somehow dream my way back into it. It was crazy. I'll tell you this story. I don't understand what happened. And I'm walking ahead and I'm thinking these thoughts and I hear them sort of like outside my bubble. You know, they're, they're yapping away. And, and as we're getting closer, we're getting to that moment, that contact moment where they're passing me and I'm passing them and what's going to happen? And they're approaching me and I'm just continuing on my way, floating and, and, and thinking and being misboned on this concept of, you know, that everything is coming from Hashem. I'm one-on-one with the Kodesh I'm with Hashem. Hashem, bro, we love Hashem. All the shallow shooters of my life were all merging into that moment over there. And, 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 and at that moment, I'm passing by. Two went to one side, one went to the other side. They walked to the other side and I hear the conversation. One guy saying to the other, if God don't want something to happen to you, man, it's not going to happen. You know, and they continue to talk like that. That's what, one, that's what they were talking about. If God don't want something to happen to you, man, it ain't going to happen. And they continued walking. When they walked past, I sort of stood there and I watched them walk into the distance. I came home later on. I told her, you can't believe what happened. I told her this, the whole thing over there. And she says to me, she says, are you telling me? I said, I don't know. I thought, I don't even know. I don't know if they were thinking that because, because I was thinking that or I was thinking that because they were saying that or, you know, it came out that way. It could have come out different. I don't know what happened. And my wife says, those three Puerto Rican guys, they understood it, but I didn't understand it. We didn't understand it this morning. Yeah. It, 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 it's crazy. <laughs> but this is Mamish, this is what, this is what the Baal Shem Tov says. If a person understands, he's, that's why I want to be a Dayak over here. It says, it says, Lo mefaket mehem. It doesn't say, don't be afraid. Lo mefaket mehem. Don't be afraid of them. But be mefaket from a Kodesh Baruch But that's the time for a person. Ve'ata Yisrael, Ma'ashem l'checha, Shomir, Kimli, Yosef, Shem l'checha, Ain ve'ata l'chuh, Do tshuva. And then according to Baruch said, they go away. You understood. You got the message. Once you got the message, then they are nothing. But if you didn't get it, so there is to be mafakid from. You're not suppressing. You're not, you're not uh, trying to crush that feeling and push it back into the bottom of the pool and say, don't feel that way. You're saying, feel that way, but feel that way. They say the, the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, previous, previous Lubavitcher Rebbe in Russia, he was being pistol whipped, they said, by his grandson. Not his grandson, I'm sorry, by a nephew. A nephew in prison. This guy was taking advantage of him. He was trying to shake him up with a, with a gun. And he told him, he says, with, with, a, with a calm spirit, he told him, you can put that toy away. He says, because that can only scare somebody who believes in one world and many gods. He says, but I believe in one God and two worlds. So, you can't hurt me, you know. And the fellow put the gun away. You know, that's it. So there is a concept of year, right? And the main year is to be afraid of Hashem, but not to be afraid of anything else. And that's what the says. It doesn't say, Lo Sira, don't be afraid. 
it says Losir Mehem. So once I heard that diuk, then I understood that maybe that's the Eitz Tova Kamash Okay. Good job.